from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. And we are back for another Red Friday edition of Locked On Chiefs. I am Chris Clark of Chiefs Digest, and he is Ryan Tracy of RGR Football. And get your fill of him today because he will be gone for a week starting Monday. Soon to be Ryan of a Caribbean address. I'm looking forward to this. So. Yeah, and you're stuck in a snowstorm tonight. So just a heads up, we are recording this a little early, so I do apologize about that, but it is out there. This show is a little bit early re-recorded. Um, we do need to talk. Matt Moore's first start is really the news of the day. And secondary news of the day, Chad Haney is probably returning from IR for Vikings week. Yeah, that's really, really interesting because now you've gone from, oh, you have one quarterback on the roster. we got to pull up Shermer to, hey, everybody practiced Wednesday. Everybody, four quarterbacks hit the field. And while I still feel, and and like I said, we have a I have a flight Thursday night, folks. We're recording this a bit early, and as we know of now, limited practice for Pat Mahomes this week. Nothing, nothing outrageous. So you still have to go with the idea that this is going to be more start, and that's that's interesting in and of itself. We're going to get into the details here in the next segment, but gets really interesting after that because if Henny's back, Henny is the guy that you chose over him when you tried him out in the off season. And if he's back and ready to go and having spent all offseason in the program, it makes that more of a of a toss up in my mind. Well, I'm not even sure it's a toss up at that point unless more comes out and just balls out of his mind. I think you go back to Henny because I think Henny is has been in this offense and knows it well enough to be able to step in and, and do well. Well enough, I think, to to beat the Vikings. Uh, he would have to play a good game, but I think it's a possibility. I until I see more from Matt Moore and until I see what a full game plan of Andy Reid knowing that Matt's going to be the starter is going to look like, I'm going to reserve my thoughts on on how well he's going to be able to do. Yeah, that makes sense. I can't argue with that in the slightest because it's just there's a certain momentum that comes with getting snaps under fire. And that's that's an important feature of, of being able to continue what you started. I, I felt like just watching the Bronco game that um, rewatching it, it was hard to tell live. I'll tell you that, but just rewatching it, it felt like more found his rhythm later in the game and not just on that nice play, which was an actually a really pretty ball to Tyreek Hill, but just in general, it felt like he got his feet underneath him. The game speed caught back up uh, for a, a veteran of that, of that experience. I didn't think it would take that long. Um, but it makes me feel like he's got to be in a pretty good base configuration now going forward. I agree. And I will say this, and I said it during the game uh, after Pat Mahomes' injury, I really wish Reed would have thrown it in the in the red zone. Because to me, if you bring a quarterback like that in, especially in a situation where he hasn't played at all this year, or he hasn't played in almost two years, honestly, because he didn't play at all in 2018. Mm-hmm. You bring him in and you get him a couple of snaps and you give him a throw or two. And I think you're in a much better situation. He came on and was able to do fine towards the end of the game. Uh, and he did hit that big throw to Tyree kill. And I'll give him that. But doing those quick outs in the red zone, I think really could have jump started this offense a little bit quicker. Yeah, that could be true. And once you I do just that- don't like four straight runs inside the five yard line. Yeah, I can understand. And even I, as a guy who wants to run the ball first and probably two out of those, you know, main three downs, I agree. You got to mix it up some. And I get, you know, Pat Mahomes just got hurt. You want to protect your quarterback. 
but get him a throw and try to get him in, in rhythm early. I mean, give him a slant, you know, give him, you know, those easy routes to kind of throw. Uh, and yeah, I know thing is, I know the entire situation is compressed in the red zone, but if he hits that throw, you're in, you're in great situation. If he doesn't hit the throw and he gets a pick, I mean, that's a big, that's a big change, but you know, early enough, early enough in that game, I thought it was worth the shot. Yeah, it may have been. I mean, I have flashbacks of Russell Wilson when you say that, but you know, <laughs> it's one of those deals that, like you said, you could either get him off to a really good start or maybe you slow it down against an opponent that you feel pretty good about at that point. So maybe it's worth the risk, but at the end of the day, you know, a steady diet of attempts, I think, worked out. And I think Matt Moore is ready to go at this point to be the guy that can float him for a game or two. Well, and he faces a tough test on Sunday against this Packers team that comes to Arrowhead. When we come back, we are going to get down into the nitty gritty of what matchups really perplex us for this game on Sunday. Can't find a workout that keeps you engaged? Peloton is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. All right, I'll let you go and kick it off. Where are you going first? You know, for me, it's really about getting the defense off to another good start so you that you can have the complimentary football that we saw against the Broncos. I think that's the best way, uh, you know, from a total team standpoint to protect Matt Moore, Chad Henney, or whoever is not Pat Mahomes that enters this game. And that really comes down to can the front four with a little bit of, of hocus pocus from Daly and, and Spagnola with um, some twists, some stunts, some different alignments um, playing hide and seek, honestly, with with Frank Clark. Can your front four get pressure on this Green Bay line? That's what it comes down to for me. Well, and that's a fantastic question. I, I will say that I think this Green Bay line is a little bit maligned. I think that it's a possibility that if Frank Clark's able to play, which at this point we don't know whether or not he will, uh, you got to hope that he does. And with Chris Jones not practicing on Wednesday when they said that they expected him to practice, I almost think that that means he probably won't play this weekend, which is a big loss for Kansas City against this Packers front. Yeah, and, and that's a fair point. You know, it comes down to whoever is there has to perform. And I, I thought we saw a, a good one from what we got out of Naughty and Saunders last week. Some good rotation, uh, not only from Manuel Ogba inside a tackle, but definitely also from Tunnel Passigno that I think is is coming into his own on the inside, especially on passing downs. And this is not um, a rushing juggernaut in the Green Bay offense, but I feel like they're more balanced than they have been in years past. And I feel like you have to go back to that kind of that old school concept. Gunther used to talk about it back in the day that you got to stop the run first and put them in a bad position and then try to take away the pass. And I feel like maybe Aaron Rodgers in particular is going to be able to audible out of that quite a bit, but I still feel like that's the, the best concept for this particular group, especially without Jones to go after and really try to knock one leg out and then deal with the other. Yeah, the problem is, is the other leg is led by Aaron Rodgers, and that's a very formidable leg in and of itself. So that's going to be a big question mark going into this game. You know, if they can slow down the running game, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I expect that Reggie is going to be a starter this week like he was last week. I think it's going to be something that's possibly going to help them. The real question is, is is Kendall Fuller going to end up playing this week, or is he out another week? 
And how does that change your secondary? Because against Aaron Rodgers, you want all hands on deck. And without Fuller, uh, although I think Fitton played well, that really can limit your secondary. Yeah, that's true. You know, the secondary needs to be helped by the front. And when you're looking at matchups in particular, you know, the guys that have given up the most pressures on the Green Bay offensive line are Turner and Bakhtiari. Now, Bakhtiari has been very, very good. And though he's given up pressure, only allowed one sack. The vast majority of those have come in the form of hurries. So you can't say that that's a great path to Aaron Rodgers. But at the same time, uh, he's given up double the pressures that Brian Balaga has. And that means something. So I still feel like attacking those two guys with whatever you're going to do stunt-wise or alignment-wise, I do want to see more NASCAR out of this group. I feel like that's prime for using on a, on a line like this where you have to get in the quarterback's face quickly. I still feel like pressure up front from, from the four and maybe blitzing a linebacker in the A-gaps, just like we saw last time, uh, is really going to protect some of what goes on in the secondary. It certainly should, and you start looking at what they're able to do and Reggie Ragland getting on the field and being able to blitz and really coming from different directions because he wasn't coming from the same spot uh, multiple different times. He was coming from the end. He was coming from the inside, uh, just really depending on where they line him up. And, and I really like the way they've been pl- deploying their stunts and their twists. Uh, I think that's also helping. And you do talk, you start talking about the NASCAR package. It's a little bit more of a beefy NASCAR package, if you really think about it, though, because Passigno is not a small man. He's not your normal defensive end type that you would expect uh, 260 pounds. True. And that's fair. He is more uh, in his build because of his height, even though he is pretty heavy. It is. He looks like a linebacker to me more. It looks like an outside linebacker to me, just in his physical stature. And that means that you can you can penetrate a little bit easier. You get a little bit sideways. You can rip through and turn your shoulders, and hopefully that helps on some inside penetrations, which I think can help. I mean, they're not they're not running the ball terribly well. I think they're let's see, two points. No, they're four. They're just above four even in yards per attempt overall. Um, with Aaron Jones being the lead back by a, quite a, a large margin. Uh, when Jamal Williams has come in, he hasn't gotten that many touches, uh, but he is running for a little bit more yardage per carry. But, you know, squeezing into those gaps is how you disrupt that run game. Absolutely. And if you can do that, you, you're going to be in a, in a better spot to help try to stop the passing game, which is you know, you're looking at a, a Packers offense that's scoring, what, 33 points a game in the last five weeks? Oof. Yeah. This is going to be a tough game. I mean, with Patrick Mahomes, it would have been a tough game. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> so are you to marks. the point yet? My question for you is, are you to the point yet where controlling the time of possession and keeping it in your hands makes sense? In this game, absolutely. Okay. If you can try to run the ball and you can try to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, you absolutely have to do that. It's a completely different situation, and I'm not saying Matt Moore can't play well. I just don't think he can. He's not going to go throw for throw for Aaron with Aaron Rodgers. You know, somebody asked him uh, on media day on Wednesday uh, a question about you know what's it been like being able to watch Patrick Mahomes. He says, you know, everybody would like to be able to play like Patrick Mahomes. I would love to be able to play like Patrick Mahomes, but I can't. And as long as he knows his limitations and knows what he's capable of, if Reed has him playing that they're in a much better position than if he tries to do something that he's not really capable of doing. Yeah, that's true. And I look so, at, you know, who's producing outside of Aaron Rodgers, And 
you know, Jimmy Graham, I think, is having a bit of a renaissance. Um, and obviously, we, we've seen the Chiefs have a, a traditionally a little bit of trouble with the tight end. So I, I want to make sure that they're keeping a close eye on that. And that's, that's something that they have a repertoire now where I think the two of them can get on the same page rather quickly, especially if Devontae Adams is not on the field. Then you're talking about Marcus Valdez-Scantling, who I think is the deep threat of this group. They're pretty down on Lazard. Um, I'm trying to think. Geronimo Allison has like, I think he has more drops than catches this year. So I, I'm not sure that I'm there yet. But when you look at the pass game in particular, keeping it out of their hands, I think, really marks not only how many uh, yards they can gain. Uh, and, and they aren't quite as explosive as they were with Adams uh, and definitely in years past. But it also slows down how much chemistry, how much rhythm they can get in. And I do feel that in his older age, Aaron Rodgers is more of a rhythmic passer. Uh, we saw what he did last week. What was it? 426 and five touchdowns because he got on a roll and nobody stopped him. And I, I feel like that's the thing they have to guard against. Yeah. And that's a big thing. You know, if you look at what Aaron Rodgers is able to do, if he gets in a rhythm early, it's going to be a long game. And if you get him to a point where he can really pick his poison, it's going to be a long game. So you want to try to keep him into third and long situations, which is very hard for this defense, uh, unless they're playing like they did last week. So you kind of have to make them throw, and you know that they're going to throw. And then you just hope that your pass rush can get there and you keep them short of the sticks when he does throw the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And that means that I want to see some more aggressive calls in the secondary on early downs. Uh, I want to see them play more man with Mo and with Ward on some of those guys on the outside so that you can be in their face on first and second down so they can't get the the slants for four yards. They can't get themselves in third and three or third and five. You know what I mean? You got to keep them in longer yards to go. Yeah. No, and I'm, I'm with you. I think that that would be a great thing if they can do that. It's just a question of whether or not they're going to be able to. When I look at this game and I look at what it's going to be for this team, if they could find a way to win this game, it'd be phenomenal. Uh, and I hate saying that I'm writing them off right now, and I'm not going to say I'm writing them off right now. But the defense has to play a near-perfect game, and so does the offense. Yeah, I, I guess I can't argue with that in terms uh, of the defense especially. I think the offense has a little bit more wiggle room. But you know, the well, but the problem is, is if you don't score, I can't imagine this defense is going to keep Aaron Rodgers under 30 points in this game. Not, not with the hopeful. way they've been playing. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'll I'll put it that way. Well, and I'm not talking I mean, about the defense playing bad. I'm talking about the off with how good Green Bay's offense has been. That's really the problem. So if that's the case, then you have to be scoring touchdowns. You have to score, you know, five touchdowns in a game to have a chance that you have to score a touchdown on half your possessions. That's going to be really tough for this offense. That is, especially without Mahomes. And so when we get back in a second, folks, we'll, we'll flip it over and we'll start talking about how this offense can go about doing a couple of things and what this game plan might look like. If you found 100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course, you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing if you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. 
Use promo code locked on to activate the offer. That's promo code locked on. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. So we call this fourth and goals because we're going to give you a couple of things that, especially in the fourth quarter, they need to look at getting done. And these are the goals that can help them carry through this game. And I usually start, but I, I want to get your opinion so I don't step on your ideas this time. Ooh, you know, honestly, if they can keep the Packers under 75 to 100 yards rushing, I, I think they're going to be having a great chance of winning at, at being in this game late. Let's put it that way. Uh, if If they can slow them down to where they only get you know, 50 yards rushing, that's a phenomenal effort. And especially with this defense, I, I think that's asking a lot. But if they can do it, then it makes them a one dimension, more of a one-dimensional team. And while Aaron Rodgers is on another level by himself, uh, or not by himself, but on another level against most NFL quarterbacks, uh, I do think that with his weapons that he has, it's going to be a lot harder this week, especially if Devontae Adams doesn't play. Yeah, and that that really does change things. When if they can do that, I think they're going to be in good shape. When we look at the offensive side for the, I hate to call it the Mahomes list, but that's that's where the way we're treating it right now for the Matt Moore led Chiefs offense. There's a couple of things, and one is that I want to see them, and this is a little counterintuitive to what you've heard from the talking heads, the national analysts everywhere about. Uh, proclaiming that Jared Alexander is, is just playing out of his mind. Well, I'm not going to put it that way. He allowed a touchdown last week, allowed 75% completion rating for a good bit of yardage. The guy that I'm more scared of is Kevin King on the other side, the right corner for them, who's got the best coverage grade going out of PFF for this team and picked a, a ball off of David of Carr last week. David, sorry about that. Uh, so for me, I want to see them exploit the the quick in game. Things that put uh, the target in front of more. I don't want to see them trying to reach out on, on deep outs or things down the sidelines. Uh, I thought that that pass to Tyreek Hill last week was really at the outer edge of what Moore's capability is physically throwing. So I want to see them take advantage and, and reel it in a little bit. Um, I hate to say it, but more like the the Alex days and hit some of the seams, try to attack wherever Kevin King isn't. Well, and if you can go and do that, if if he can consistently hit those routes and dink and dunk down the field, it doesn't matter. If you're keeping the chains moving and you're, and you're keeping the ball away from Aaron Rodgers, you have a much better chance of winning this game. And the other big thing in this game, special teams. They have to get off. They have to quit committing penalties, and they have to have a big special teams play in this game. Shh, don't tell Dave. He's so upset about that. <laughs> I would imagine he is upset about that, and that's a big question. How, who's going to return kicks at this point? Is it going to be Hardman? I can't imagine you want to put Tyree Kill back there with him coming off the injury he's had, uh, unless you just expect that he's going to fair catch every ball. Well, there is that. I don't know. So, uh, you know, when I look at other goals for this game, Kansas City over 100 yards rushing, and I would like to see it closer to 150 if at all possible. Uh, and I'm going way over what you would think I would normally say. But in a game like this, where you're going up against a team that has a QB that is way better than the one you are going to be having on the field, you have to keep the ball out of his hands. And you have to try to beat him by putting points on the board when you have the ball. You have to put it in the end zone. So let, let, let me get this straight. 
this this isn't a sci-fi movie. There's no black hole about to consume the earth or anything like that. But you're the guy saying that they have to stop the run and they have to run for 150 yards in order to win this game. Yes. Good Lord, folks, you heard it here first. If All right. Well, I'll playing. It's a completely different game plan. And you know that I do. <laughs> I mean, be fair about it. I understand what you're saying. And I know you're having fun and, and go right ahead. But the point is still there. The way you win this game is you keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. You do exactly what they've done to Patrick Mahomes in this game. If you can do that in this game, you have a good chance to win. Yeah, you're right. And I'll tell you this. The other thing that it, you can do in terms of giving it, getting it out of somebody's hands is getting it out of Matt Moore's hands pretty quickly. And there's two wrinkles in particular, and I'm kind of combining these. And this is going to be on my game plan for uh, Friday as well, folks, over on uh, RGR Football on YouTube. The two things that we have seen them kind of go away from lately, and I think it's because of the continuity of the offensive line, but we haven't seen the jet sweep be utilized very much. And I feel like anything that gets the ball out of Moore's hand and into the playmaker's hands to try to get Yak the the fastest that they can, I think that's a good thing. I want to see some of those push plays, those little to, push passes. I have to ask you, do you think that they haven't used it because Hill's been out? I think that's part of it, but I don't think that's the whole thing, to tell you the truth, because we know we saw all kinds of people run it in the preseason, we we know we've seen Hardman run some. We've seen Dat run it, I think, at least once. Right, and that's see the, the weird, Jets. And that's the weird thing is Hardman did run it, and I would have expected that they were going to continue to use him to do that, and they haven't. So, well, and maybe they've been saving those play calls for a situation like this, and and maybe this is a reason to bring them back out because I think the jet sweeps, I think the the little push passes in the backfield, I think that really helps. And the other thing that I'm going to tell you is Matt Moore's not the only answer behind center. Because I feel like this is a defense that can be caught in over pursuing. And I feel like oh. they are. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Uh, I know where you're there's going. a guy. He followed up what Spencer Ware used to do in running the Wildcat at LSU. His name's Daryl Williams. He's on this roster. And I want to see them use him for some trickery that I think at the very least, if you can at least get a, a little bit of, of subterfuge going, he could still run between the tackles and make a safe play out of something should something go bad. I think it takes pressure off of Matt Moore, and I think it gives a new wrinkle in something that they haven't done at all this season, but they have done in the past under Andy Reid, and that nobody's looking at in terms of preparation for this particular game. Oh, I'll give you that. I did not know where you were going. I did not expect you to be going to Daryl Williams. I was afraid you were going to tell tell me that Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill should throw the ball or Anthony Sherman no. should throw the ball. Sure. Uh, I'm down with Sherman, not the other two. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. You know, honestly, I do think that this is a game that's primed for four trick plays. Uh, I really do. I don't know what those trick plays are going to be. And I hate stating the obvious, but one thing that was just such a stark difference to me last week was watching Mahomes throw the ball early on and then watching Matt Moore throw the ball and just how much more arc Moore had to have even on this on the out passes. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Uh, you have to wonder how much of that's going to change this offense and change the timing with all of these receivers. Uh, and hopefully he's able to get on the same path with them right now. Yeah, you know, I agree. And there's a difference between what we saw last week and that, that pass to Hill in particular, which went, I want to say, 34 yards in the air. And that's that's one thing about arm strength. It's one aspect of it, right? Being able to throw the ball to a certain position on the field. The other is ball velocity. And that's where I think Matt Moore is lacking. 
I feel like, like you said, the trajectory has to be higher. I feel like it doesn't get there in the same time. That affects timing routes. It, it affects the windows that you can throw into. And I think that's really the, the disadvantage that Moore has over trying to step into an offense that's built for Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and that's very hard. And we'll see whether or not this week it's going to be something that's going to really change things. We do need to get to our predictions. And since you are going to be the one that's going to be out for so long, I'm going to let you go first. I have my fingers crossed that I'll be somewhere on the Lido deck watching this game with a rum drink in my hand. Uh, and so I am going to be forever optimistic because of those facts. And I say that uh, despite it all, the defense is going to get to Aaron Rodgers. They're going to be able to control the run. And I say that this Chiefs team buckles down, does what they have to do, and actually earns a win 28-27. Oh, God. Oh, I wish I had your optimism. Uh, Somebody's got to. Yeah, and, you, and to be clear, you picked them to lose this game early in the or in the preseason. So I did. It feels so wrong picking them to win now, but I just I feel like it could happen. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not going to say that. Uh, I just don't feel that this game is going to be a game for Kansas City. Um, two or two words, Aaron Rodgers, and that's really what it comes down to for me. He is healthy. Uh, he is seeing the field very well. This Packers offense is a well-oiled machine, and he doesn't have receiving threats when Devontae Adams isn't on the field, but he doesn't. it doesn't really seem to matter. They're able to run the ball very well right now, and they're able to – Obviously, use play action because they're able to run the ball as well with Aaron Jones. So I see this game going, you know, I'd say 31-20 Green Bay. I just, I don't see the ability for Kansas City to score in this game. Uh, And I could be completely wrong about Matt Moore, but Andy Reid's going to have to coach a heck of a game to win this one. Yeah, you're right. And you know what? You're, You're probably more accurate, so... Folks, don't hold it against him because he's trying to be realistic. So that said, uh, I will phone in my my prediction for the Vikings game or something next week. We hope you guys are ready for this one. Let us know what you think for a prediction on the Twitter account at Locked on Chiefs. And uh, I hope that you guys all have a good week. Uh, Chris is going to do a heck of a job and get a bunch of guests in here. But thanks for taking over for that, Chris. That's what I'm here for. Well, we are here to talk Chiefs. I'm glad you guys were here to listen for it. Thank you. Enjoy this ball game. We'll talk to you next time. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.